y'all and welcome back to another episode of Off the Dome. I hope that you guys are doing well and I hope that you had a relaxing weekend. It's Sunday, it's almost 2.20 p.m. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping. Today has been a good day so far. I haven't done much, which was literally the plan. Like, I was like, you know, I could go to the gym and go do some cardio. But I was like, you know what? I'm not about to do that because, you know, I made it to the gym four days a week this week. So I accomplished my goal, but I got waxed yesterday and you're not supposed to go to the gym for at least 24 hours. And I was going to wait the 24 hour time frame, but then I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to the gym. So didn't go to the gym, have been wrapping up my final purchases for my trip next month. You guys, that has been so stressful. I went shopping on Saturday again, and I probably was shopping for three hours and I left with one shirt, which is pretty absurd if you ask me, but the shirt is cute and it's something that's out of my comfort zone, which is kind of like the vibe that we're going for when we go on our little trip, me and my best friend. We're going for like a certain vibe, like we're trying to wear things that are out of our comfort zone. We're going for like a grown and sexy vibe. So I've been trying to get that stuff together and I think I placed my final order for clothes. So hopefully I don't need to pick up any, any last, well, I don't know. I might need to pick up some last minute items, but honestly I'm over shopping and I'm just like, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people do it because I'm telling y'all, I spent hours scrolling on different websites trying to figure out, you know, what I want to wear and what my price range is. And probably I went outside of budget. I definitely think I went outside of budget. But then I started getting practical towards the end of this because I started shopping early. I started shopping like mid-February because I wanted to make sure that you know stuff fit properly and you know that whole thing so I wanted to start early and I'm glad I did start early because if I would have started like now knowing that the trip is like in three and a half weeks I would have been down bad like I would have been down bad but I feel like I got a lot of cute items and I think it'll all turn out and if it doesn't like hell at this point I don't even care like my my birthday dress and my shoes have been purchased so I think that's the main thing so I think we're gonna be fine and I'm honestly ready to put that behind me so I can just focus on other things than shopping because that's just I don't have time for that so I'm filming this a little bit earlier which I'm loving because I'm trying to find the balance between recording this podcast but also making sure I have like my day to do self-care and Sunday typically would be that day. So I'm trying to find a way to get my Sundays back. So yeah, bear with me. I don't know what that's going to mean for the podcast, but I am trying to find a way to have balance between doing this because it is something that I enjoy doing, but it does take a lot of time. So I'm trying to figure out how that's all going to work but I'm sure it'll all work out. You guys, I did want to update y'all. So on the last episode, I told you guys that my job dropped a bombshell and told everybody that we were going to have to go back to work five days a week when we've been working from home for like two years. Well, finally, somebody clarified that that's not even the case. We still get to work a hybrid schedule, which means I only have to really go to work two days out of the week not five so that really helps especially with the gas prices i mean gas is like four dollars a gallon hunty that's like forty dollars to fill up my tank and my car like i told y'all last time is typically good on gas so i don't know i'm not feeling this forty dollar thing but i really don't have a choice in the matter so being able to at least stay home three days out of the week it's probably going to be more like two for me but that's what i've already been doing so i don't mind doing what i've already been doing but going to work five days a week that's just in my mind i was like how do i mentally prepare for that change monday will be interesting because you know i'll be seeing people that i've personally never met in person before i started this position um virtually so um, i'm going to be meeting a lot of people that i don't know so pray for me y'all hopefully this coming week goes as planned. I've been dealing with a lot of stress at work and I'm trying to figure out how to better manage it, but I'm also trying to adopt the 
mindset of do what I can because it seems like no matter what I do it never really seems to be enough for me personally it always ends up that way like my whole day I'll go through and I'll try to do everything that I need to get done by the end of the day the end of the day will come and then I feel like I did nothing because then I'm still being questioned as to why things aren't getting done so yeah I'm just I don't know it's just it's a lot personally and I'm really thinking that um I don't know, I just need some other coping mechanisms to deal with stress, but I've been trying, I've been trying, you know, to do what I can and not be so hyper-focused on the things that I cannot control because at the end of the day, like, I'm just one person and one person cannot do everything. So yeah, if you guys are in like a weird position at work where you feel stressed and overwhelmed and like everything that you do doesn't like get noticed or... It seems like you're drowning because that's how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm drowning. It's like you accomplish one thing, but then you still have 10 other tasks to complete by the end of the day, and it's really ridiculous. So, I don't know. Hopefully, that gets better. If it doesn't get better, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, this week I wanted to talk about the karma that I got, you guys. Karma came and got me. And I'm a firm believer in karma. I do think that everything comes back around and things come full circle. When you do people dirty, it does come back to bite you in the ass. It comes back to haunt you and you got to pay the price for your actions and every action has a consequence. Like I personally do believe that. And I also believe that everything happens for a reason. But it was so funny how that manifested in my life and then it just came full circle for me. So let me give you guys a little backstory. So we're basically going to be talking about friendship and how my being a bad friend has basically come back to bite me now that I'm 26. Things that I did maybe when I was 17, 16, 13 years old are like coming back to bite me like over a decade later, which is kind of crazy. But because I do a lot of self-reflection and I sit back and think of my actions or how I've treated people and think of how I can, you know, better myself in the future, I realize that this is my karma because I know some people who, you know, they go about their life and they don't really think about the things that they do and how much weight their actions actually hold, but I'm the complete opposite. Like I always overthink what I've done or what I do, what I'm going to do. So it's always something that's kind of like in the back of my mind. I just can't go through life and not like, self-reflect and I think it also comes in the form of you know you 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 mind your own business you go through life you go through the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations and the rat race of life and then every now and again you'll have a random thought or a memory of something that happened to you like 10 years ago and then that's kind of what happens for me and then I sit back and I'm like hmm like how could I have done this differently so yeah I'm going to be going into what I think is a result of my actions back when I was a junior in high school. Just to give you guys some backstories, I have had a friend who I actually met at my job here. And, you know, it was so funny because we actually never spoke a day in our lives. Like we actually even sat across from each other at work for like an entire year and we never went as far to say like hey how are you because i told you guys i do not like small talk the the farthest that i will go especially if i feel like someone's not messing with me like that i'll i'll smile and at this point we weren't wearing masks so you know i'll I'll smile but i won't say anything if i don't personally know you because i don't have to do that like i don't have to like yeah it's nice to tell people like hey how you doing like i don't know it just depends on what type of mood i'm in and how that other person is reacting because some people naturally do say like hey how are you doing even though they don't really care how you're doing so i guess that's the reason why I don't care to ask people that because if I genuinely don't know you, then I probably don't really care how your day is going. Just like you don't care about how my day is going. You know what I mean? Like nothing bad about that. If you go about your daily life, like the way I think about it is like when you like, let's say you went on a walk outside, outside of your house or whatever, and you run into like somebody who's walking their dog. Like, are you the type of person to say, hey, how's it going? And and keep walking 
Or do you just smile and wave? Do you not say anything? Like what what type of people are y'all? Because I'm the type of person for the most part, I'll like, I'm I'll just smile. Cause I just don't I don't like talking to people when I know that it means nothing. Like if it means nothing, if this conversation, if I'm never gonna see you again, now if it's like, okay, if I'm walking in my neighborhood, I might start see, I might start seeing some regulars. So that I guess is different. When you see regulars, well then I guess like you might then eventually build a relationship with them where you might start having these sidebar conversations. You might find a walking buddy. Like that's how my mom is. Like my mom walks a lot in her neighborhood. We have a dog. So, you know, she obviously takes him out on walks. And I know like she has her regulars and sometimes she even starts walking with those people because you see them like every time you go on a walk, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just personally, I just don't like small talk, you guys. I wish I could tell y'all that I'm working on it. I guess to a degree I have, but yeah, I'm going on a tangent. So back to the point. So we never really small talked each other. We sat across from a from each other in a cubicle and, you know, we never, we never really spoke. And so, and we even had like legitimately the same schedule, the same manager. It was so funny. Like we never spoke no beef with each other. I just, we just both were observing each other's moves. Like we, we were observing stuff like that. And one day, this was back in 2019, I guess. One day my manager was like, Hey, I need you to pull so-and-so aside, you know, explain to her how this, how this training works because essentially we were going to be training some new hires. And that's something that I personally think I'm good at. It's something that I enjoy. I love training people. And she was one of those people who like kept to herself, didn't really talk to a lot of people, came to work and then went home. She didn't do a lot of extra stuff, didn't really go the extra mile, that type of thing. She wasn't doing that. She wasn't on that type of time, which I don't fault her for because some, you know, it's your job. You go to, you go to work and you go home. Like that's all you're really expected to do at the end of the day. Get there on time, leave there on time, really. But I was on that type of time where I was going above and beyond. That's usually how I approach every job. If I possibly can, like I was going above and beyond. I was being a part of the training classes, training the new hires. Like I was always that type of person. So that's just who I am. And she wasn't like that. So when my manager told me I had to interact with her, I was like freaking out because I was like, oh my God, like, I don't even know if this girl likes me. Like she, it's not like we ever said anything bad about each other. We just... I don't know, like I felt like she kind of had like a resting bitch face and I'm sure she felt the same about me. And then it's like, this other part is like, dude, you've been sitting across from me this whole time and now I have to finally break the ice and talk to you. I have to do it because I'm being told to do it. I don't have a choice in the matter. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, like, you know, our manager wants us to work on this training together. So I'm gonna kind of explain to you how it works. And, you know, I taught her like what we what we do as far as like training the new hires and how the training program worked at that time. It's completely different now, but, you know, how the process works and, you know, you're going to have a new hire assigned to you and you're going to, you know, basically let them shadow you, you know, that whole thing. So I kind of felt like we hit it off. Like I felt like we hit it off. She was actually really sweet, you know, when I first started talking to her. So after like kind of working with her on that project for about a week, I finally built up the courage y'all to ask her like, hey, you know, would you ever want to hang out, hang out outside of work? Because, you know, at that time I really didn't have like any friends. Um, The only people that I was hanging out with were coworkers and it's not like that was a bad thing. Like that's fine. But I did ask her, I was like, hey, like, would you ever want to hang outside of work? Because I don't really have like any friends like that. And, you know, she said, yeah, she would be down for it. And, you know, eventually we just started hanging out outside of work. Like we started talking after work. We started IMing each other like on Skype at work and, you know, talking about our day, talking about our family, our upbringing. And I think the first time we ever hung out, we went like bar hopping So I got to see like her personality outside of work and we're very similar in a way, like we kind of had the same like mental health issues that we were dealing with. We both had anxiety. We both were like had gone through having depression and just kind of some similar things in our relationships, like romantic relationships. And 
family stuff. So like we really did bond on some of our similarities, but we also are very different. She's very outgoing. She's like a social butterfly. She can spark up a conversation with a random person and they're like all over her. And for me, I'm more reserved, I'm more quiet. So I'm not usually gonna come up to you if I don't know you. I can be bold and do that, but I don't prefer to do that. I mean, I don't know, maybe if I, after I've had a, a shot or two, I might be on that type of time, but uh, yeah, just normal Sierra, that's usually not who I am. So that was something that I really admired about her, her being a social butterfly, being able to hold a conversation with a random stranger and keep them engaged and have them wanting more. And she just had like this natural confidence about herself that I really admired. And I think that's probably the reason why our friendship worked. I think we both had something that each other wanted. Like I wish I was more of like a social butterfly, more outgoing. And I don't know exactly what she, you know, wanted from me that she didn't have. I don't know, but I'm sure like that's the reason why our relationship worked is also on top of the fact that we had those similarities that I had mentioned. So, you know, we started spending a lot more time together and we started building like a more personal relationship outside of work where we would talk on the phone for hours and talk about our relationship problems and you know, she even encouraged me to get on Tinder, which, oh my God, y'all, that's going to be, when I tell y'all about my Tinder trauma, man, I can't even, I can't even, but yeah, she encouraged me to get on the dating apps and start getting out of my comfort zone. And I was like, not really wanting to do it, but then I did do it upon her recommendation, even though to this day, I don't recommend anybody getting on Tinder. I just don't, I don't know. I don't recommend it. I hated my experience. It was just a waste of my freaking time. And I'm going to stand by that. I don't, I don't want my time wasted. And I know a lot of people feel like, you know, you go on those apps and you don't have any expectations. Just let these men take you out. And I get that. But at the same time, I'm just like, no, because I could just take myself out and not have any disappointments. Nobody shooting the shit with me, nobody pillow talking me, like nobody just making up stuff that isn't true. You know, I just don't, I don't have the mental capacity anymore. I think after my last relationship and the last couple of failed Tinder situations for me, I just think that that's just not for me. It might be for other people. And you know, if it works for other people, I'm glad because I think everybody deserves to have somebody. But I just, and obviously, like, I want to be in a relationship eventually, I don't want to be in one right now. But yeah, that's just, that's just, that's a whole nother story, you guys. So yeah, so you know, she encouraged me to do that. I did it. Yeah, we just, we just really began to build a, a strong relationship. But, you know, we hadn't really gone through like anything truly negative in the friendship as to determine how we would handle arguments or disagreements in a friendship. I do feel like the only way that you'll know that your friendship will stand the test of time is if you were able to make it out of like an argument or a falling out. Now, you're not always going to make it out of those situations with friends because I do believe that everybody that comes into your life is there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. I truly do believe that. I think my grandmother instilled that wisdom into me and I truly do believe that because I've gone through, well, I've gone through several different relationships, whether that just be romantic or just regular friendships with both men and women that I feel like there was a lesson that I had to learn out of it, even though I would have personally wanted that person to be in my life forever, but you just can't necessarily foresee that all the time. And, you know, so we had never really gone through anything that would indicate to me that we could probably have a long lasting friendship. But you guys, like I would have considered this person to be a friend to where if when I got married or whatever, she would have been on my bridesmaid's side. Like 
And that's only probably going to be like three people. And at this point, it's looking like two. Like I would only have two women that would be my bridesmaids is, is what it's looking like. And that's fine. You know, that's whatever. But yeah, I, that's how that's how close I thought that we were getting. And that's how close that I thought like we were like, that's how close that maybe that's just how close I wanted it to be. I don't know. But we were close enough. You know what I mean? Like there were situations where if her and her boyfriend were having problems, like I would up and leave work. I mean, not just up and leave work, but like after my shift was over, I would like, you know, drive over to make sure she was okay. Like that happened on an occasion or whatever. And I don't know. I felt like we equally both watched out for each other when we would go out. I always tried to make the, make sure that she was doing good and doing the right thing and, you know, stuff like that. And it's funny because she joined the military recently, like within the last, I guess it's been a year. But then again, I don't know. I, it's been a year, a little over a year. Well, she joined the military. And it's funny because when she was joining... I was considering joining with her. Like I was considering it because I was like so unhappy in my last position that I was like, I have to get out of this. Like I have to get out of this job and I need some way to be able to do that. The whole thing with me, unfortunately with the military is I've never wanted to join the military. And then the other obstacle that I was facing is obviously due to the pandemic, I gained a lot of weight. So then, you know, the military, has strict requirements on your weight for your height and your for your height and gender so they have that chart that you have to follow like if you're this height for a for a woman you have to be this amount in weight and I, I just never fell into those categories and especially after gaining like 50 pounds I definitely was not in that category and when I spoke to a recruiter online about it he was like yeah you would need to like basically lose like 45 pounds in order to even be like considered to be to join the military like everything else was fine but it was like it was my weight that was really stopping me from being able to pursue that and actually get down to the nitty-gritty with the with the recruiter and whenever I realized that even though I was really not going to join, like I probably wasn't going to join, but it was something that I was seriously thinking about because I was just so unhappy with my job. And when I realized that I had to lose 45 pounds, I was like, yeah, I'm not the type of person who's just going to go try to lose 45 pounds in two months because you could do that, but it's not going to be in a healthy way. And when I realized that I wasn't just going to be able to leave the current job that I had just to join the military. Like it was going to take work for me to lose 45 pounds. I was like, yeah, this isn't going to happen because I'm just not going to be able to lose 45 pounds in a short enough amount of time to where I could just ditch my job and join the military. So yeah, it ended up her being able to join the military. I decided against it. She joins the military. She does the whole basic training thing. You know, she wrote me letters, which I thought was really nice. I wrote her letters back, but for whatever reason, she didn't get them. And, you know, that was fine because I explained to her what happened. And I think they were just having issues like with their mail room. And then around the time where um, I think I had started writing her letters was after the Texas winter storm over here. So that was a whole predicament in itself. But so, yeah, we, you know, we were close or whatever the case may be. I, I was really proud of her for joining the military because I knew she was trying to get out of a situation where she felt trapped and she wanted to kind of start her life essentially and move on to bigger and better things and get up out of San Antonio, which I completely understand, you know, eventually. And then there was a point where we kind of just stopped talking for several months like we didn't fall out. There was nothing wrong, but we just kind of stopped talking because whenever we went started working from home. Like me and her stopped hanging out a lot because, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, it was so new that I didn't really know like what the heck was going on. Like I didn't want to see nobody. You know how everybody had their own way of going about the pandemic and, you know, we were on lockdown and that whole thing. So I couldn't really hang out with her. And then even if I wanted to hang out with her, I decided against it for so long because I was hanging out with a lot of my family members and, you know, me and my family members were kind of like quarantining together in a way. Like we weren't doing anything else outside of hanging out with each other. So because of that, we all felt comfortable and I didn't want to compromise 
the comfortability of my family feeling like, oh, I just went and hung out with so-and-so. Now that means I either have to quarantine from y'all for like two weeks before I can see y'all again. And my rationale with that was I'm not going to put somebody before my family because if something happens to me, if I end up in the hospital with COVID and something happens to me, my family are going to be the only people at the hospital with me if something happens to me, regardless of anything. Like if anything bad happens to me, my family is going to be the only people that I feel like I'll be able to count on to show up and be there for me. I can't necessarily say that about like people that I just met in 2019 and then like my ex. I can't necessarily say that about people that I don't have that much trust with or don't know as much as I think I do about them. So when I started rationalizing whether or not I was going to hang out with people, you know, in late 2020, early 2021, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I just... I don't know. And I just decided against it for a long time. And then, you know, finally, she did hit me up around July of 2021 and was like, she was hosting a pool party and she wanted to invite me. And then, of course, I was uneasy about it because, hello, we're still in a a panorama. So I'm thinking, okay, like how many people are going to be there? Like, I'm trying to figure out like, who are these people? Where are they coming from? Where, who do you, why do you, how do you know them? Like that type of thing to kind of sway my decision on whether or not I was going to go to this pool party. And then ultimately I decided to go and I just was like, you know, I just can't be trapped in this house for the rest of my life. Like, you know, I'm going to go that means I'll just have to quarantine from my family for like two weeks and I can make that happen. Like that's not a big deal. I'll just go to the pool party because I need some fun in my life and I need to be amongst my peers and I'm going to the pool party. So I go to the pool party. We have a good time and I hadn't seen her in a long time. So we catch up. We had a good time. And then she knew that she was going to be getting orders like to her first duty station soon. So when I found that out, and I also, that was another reason why I decided to go to the pool party. Cause I'm like, okay, she could leave at any moment. And, you know, even though we hadn't talked for like several months up until that time that we had met at the pool party, I was like, you know, I still consider her to be like a friend. Like I still care about her. So if she's going to be leaving to her first duty station, I want to make sure that I spend as much time with her as possible. Because after a while, I kind of started thinking like, you know, what I just can't be cooped up in this house so I'm just gonna start slowly but surely entering back into society which is like this was July August September of 2021 so you know me and her and um, this other girl that she introduced me to we started going out like we started going to like clubs and bar hopping and doing Sunday brunch the girls day like that type of thing staying out till five o'clock in the morning I was having a good time you know I don't usually go out like that not because I don't want to but it's like I don't have legitimate friends here to where I feel comfortable doing that and I also don't really drink like that so I don't know I just typically don't do those types of things but honestly like I would love to do those types of things but I just want to have a solid group of people to do those things with and not just randoms all the time but Nonetheless, it was fun. Like we had a great time. We had a great summer. I felt like that was the most eventful my life had been in the last year and a half. Everything was great. And like I said, I knew she was going to be getting her her next duty station. So I wanted to make sure I soaked up as much time with her as possible because I didn't want to regret it. Essentially, she realized that her duty station was going to be overseas. So she was going to be going across the world no time soon would I be able to even go visit her overseas. So I basically knew that I knew I was going to be sad when she left because mind you guys, like prior to me suggesting to her that me and her start hanging out, I had only been hanging out with like some male coworkers and that was fine. But you know, there was kind of like a situation with that and you know you want to hang out I want to hang out with a girlfriend like I want to be able to go to girls days and go get brunch and go get pedicures and go do girly things I don't want to be hanging out with dudes all the time you know that type of thing so 
I knew I was going to be devastated when she left because part of the reason why I was kind of having the time of my life essentially was because she was one of those people that always had to be on the scene. Like she's always on the scene, always out on the town, always booked and busy, always got a schedule. I usually wasn't like that. So she introduced me to a lot of different things and a lot of different people, a lot of different places, a lot of just a lot of different experiences that I had living in San Antonio that I don't think I ever would have had had I not asked her to hang out because I mean I was going to concerts in Austin I was doing things like going to Austin for New Year's just on a whim like I was just doing things that I personally would not have done by myself I'm not doing that type of thing so she kind of put me out of my comfort zone and encouraged me to basically live my best freaking life like I, I see a lot of people I think that's the reason why I don't like to be on social media so much is because I feel like so many people that I see on social media are living their best freaking lives and for whatever reason I'm not and a part of the reason is because like I said I don't have a solidified friend group here so I don't have people to just be like hey like let's go do this which I've told you guys on several episodes I don't have people to do that and I'm not the type of person to just go have my best time of my life by myself I don't find that enjoyable like sure I'll go do some things by myself like I'll go shopping by myself I'll go to the movies by myself but I'm not really big on movies like that no more or I'll go to the bookstore you know I'll go do little things by myself but I'm not going to the bar by myself I'm not going out to eat by myself I'm not going to a pool party by myself like I'm not doing that type of stuff and I don't care y'all could judge me and say that I'm codependent I don't even know what you would call it but I'm just not doing certain things by myself so being able to do things with her and have like a wingman like that made me a lot more comfortable so I knew I was going to be devastated when she actually left and I was and you know essentially before she left you know my mom was nice enough to like keep her car for a week because my mom was in the military and my mom knows how it is when you know you're going to be moving overseas and you kind of have to get your stuff together make sure your stuff is in storage get all your stuff packed and make sure you have what you need make sure you have all your documents like you know you have to go through that whole process and so my mom was kind enough without even ever met this girl my mom never met her she only knew like the things that I told her, like about like us hanging out and being friends. She didn't know anything about her. And my mom was gracious enough to, you know, let her give us her car, you know, while she was gonna be um, somewhere. She had a training before she actually went overseas. So, you know, I dropped her off at the airport for her to go to this training. I kept some of her stuff at my apartment. I really did feel like I was there for her when push came to shove I felt like I was there for her and I'm not saying that she wasn't there for me when you know she was here she was and I guess that's the reason why I was so confused when so basically in September that's when she left to go overseas and I hung out with her like the weekend before she left we went to brunch and I knew I wasn't sure if I was going to see her after that day so I was kind of getting emotional but she was like no girl I'll see you again and I was like okay like cool and I was working from home so the plan was for her to come stop by before she got on the plane and you know to say bye and you know that type of thing well she didn't have her stuff together so she ended up not being able to come by before she went to the airport and moved miles away you guys she's moving to another country it's not like she's moving to Oklahoma it's not like she's moving to New Orleans she's moving across the country and she didn't have her stuff together which meant that she could not come say bye to me which I was really hurt by like I don't, I've never told her this but I was really hurt by the fact that she didn't have her stuff together enough to where she could have stopped by my house mind you guys I live very close to one of the airports here so she could not say bye to me and I was really hurt by that because I don't know when the next time I'll see you you know what I mean but you know I kind of just didn't let it phase me because at the end of the day it's like okay you're already gone so I can't do anything about it I can't up and leave work to meet you at the airport like I can't do that the plan was for you to come see me and you did not so there's nothing I can do about that 
And then when I finally did talk to her, I think she was in the airport, you know, I broke down crying because I was like, dude, like, what the heck am I going to do here without you? And that's legitimately like how I felt leading up to her leaving is like, what the hell am I going to do without her? Like, I considered her to be like a really close friend of mine. Like, what am I going to do without her? I had a lot of trust in her. I had a lot of, I confided in her a lot. So she knew about like the inner workings of things that I was personally going through. I just didn't know what the heck I was going to be able to do without her because you guys, it's really hard to even want to open up to new friends in the first place. So I guess I just, you know, like I said, went out on a whim when we were at work and asked her if she wanted to hang out outside of work. And it just ended up working out for us. But that's not always been the case with me. I always get burned when it comes to making friendships in adulthood. And I always feel like, I sometimes think like, maybe it's me. Like maybe I don't do enough to make those people feel like I'm putting forth the effort to actually meet up with them and get to know them. But then I think back to situations like that where I actually asked her, and I know there's many of other situations where I've reached out to people and said like, hey, let's go do this. And I either get left on red or nothing ever comes about it. And then that just makes me feel inadequate. It makes me feel like, okay, so what is it about me that you don't feel like any sense of urgency to get back to me or to respond to my text messages or to reach out to me and say, let's hang out. Like, I guess for me, I'm just so tired of getting burned with people that I like kind of clam up and go into a shell because I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket with a friendship, with a relationship, and then in the end get burned because there's only so many lessons I think you can learn before you just start getting freaking tired of that shit. I'm tired of that shit, y'all. Like I'm tired of it. So, and it's actually really funny because when I first started working my full-time job back in 2018, um, after I had left that that group home that I told you guys about I just remember always crying to my mom a grown-ass woman now I'm a grown-ass woman y'all crying to my mom I was like 23 crying to her telling like I don't have any friends here and all my best friends live in other states and I can never see them and the people that care about me the most don't live here and you know I don't have the luxury of being able to drive to somebody's house and you know, vent to them, cry to them, go out with them, hang out with them. Like I don't have that luxury and I've never had that luxury because the military kind of robbed me of that luxury. I've told you guys in a couple of other episodes about the, the benefits of the military. So don't think I'm shitting on the military or whatever, but you know, the military did rob me of my ability to be able to like maintain my relationships in the places in which they started. I mean, like I said, I'm really great at maintaining long distance relationships because I had no choice but to do that. But yeah, I just remember always being so sad about not having any like fruitful relationships living here in San Antonio and just not liking living here for that reason. Like one of the reasons why I don't like living here, you guys, is there's not enough black people and I like to see my people. And I like to feel like I'm at home and I don't feel at home here. My people don't live here. That's just the truth. That's just point blank period. I don't care if you're mad about it. That's just how I feel. There's not enough black people here. People can't relate to me here. I don't feel welcome here. I just don't. And there are a lot of other places that I've lived where I felt at home, where I felt welcome. Augusta, Georgia, Sumter, South Carolina. I didn't like living in Florida, but I didn't necessarily feel like an outcast. But yeah, those are two places off the back that I can think I felt at home. My people lived there. I felt like I knew a lot of people. I felt connected. I felt like I had a sense of purpose. I felt like I had friends. You know, there was like just there was just this feeling of being where I was supposed to be in those places. And I've never felt that way living in San Antonio. Never, ever. My entire life I've lived here off and on, gone to school here, been in multiple relationships here had pretty much all of my jobs here and I feel I do not feel connected to this city at all I do not feel connected to this city y'all I'm really I'm feeling really strong about this because I'm over here going on a whole tangent yeah so you know those 
because I remember having those moments where I'm literally crying to my mom about lack of friendship and then finding a friend in her. And then this is where the story gets crazy, y'all. So she leaves in September of last year. She goes overseas. Everything is fine. Like we, we were fine. Even though I was mad that I didn't get to see her before she left, everything was fine. I knew obviously you're overseas. So your phone number situation is probably going to be different. So I'm going to have to figure that out. Well, obviously you guys, I know she can communicate with me via WhatsApp because I don't know, she just could. And she was communicating with me via Instagram. Okay, cool. Well, back in October of last year, me, my mom, my grandmother, we went to New Mexico and we went to Arizona. So we went on a whole road trip for like a whole week and it was amazing and I enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I was posting on my stories on my Instagram showing that what we were doing and where we were going, the places that we were eating at stuff like that, posting on my stories. And, you know, she was commenting on my stories saying, look at you having the time of your life. And it's obviously like an inside joke. She knows that I don't do anything. So, you know, she's like, look at you living your best life. You look good, honey. You know, hyping me up, boosting me up as friends do, as she should. Yeah, everything was fine. So then Thanksgiving rolls around and I had taken a social media break at this point. This was before the podcast, you guys. So I wasn't consistent on social media at all. So I got off Instagram and I deleted the app from my phone. So I had no notifications, nothing. Was completely off the grid. And I sent her a text to her phone on Thanksgiving and I was like, I don't know if she's gonna get it, but I'll just do it anyways, just to see. She may still have access to text me back. Obviously I might not get it same day cause she lives across the world, but you know, I'll probably get it if she can, you know, send me a message back. Well, she never sent me a message back. I didn't take it personal cause I felt like she probably never got it. So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and get back on social media. And this was around December 19th. I get back on social media you know, I immediately see the message that she left me on Thanksgiving. She told me like, happy Thanksgiving. I miss you. I love you. How are you doing? That type of thing. And then of course, when I saw that message, I immediately responded back to her. I was like, hey girl, like, you know, I was just taking a social media break. Um, you know how I do. I'm doing good. I hope you're doing good. I actually texted you happy Thanksgiving to your personal phone, but I realized your, your phone probably doesn't even work anymore. And she was like, yeah, girl, like I can't use my phone anymore, but I can communicate via WhatsApp. And obviously I can talk to you on Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, so it was something like that. Or maybe we, we actually had that back and forth conversation. You guys, I just lied. We had this back and forth conversation back in October when I was traveling with my family in New Mexico and Arizona. So this was before December the 19th. So I only knew she could communicate via WhatsApp. Now I will put some of the blame on me here. This is the only time I'm going to take the blame here is because it took me a while to finally download WhatsApp on my phone. I kept forgetting to do it. And then I finally decided to do it like in December is when I finally decided to do it. And it's not like she had been gone for a year, you guys. She left in like mid-September and I downloaded the app in December. So I honestly don't even think that's that big of a deal, but I will take accountability for that. I didn't download the WhatsApp the very moment she told me that she could have, that she had access to communicate via WhatsApp. So that's where I will own up to my wrongs, I guess. Cause that's the only thing I think I did wrong in this situation. So I talked about Thanksgiving. So December 19th, I'm responding back to her message and December 19th comes and goes. I never hear back from her. That's fine. She's in another country. The time different is probably like 15 hours. That's fine. I'm not tripping about it. But obviously like I'm posting on my stories. I'm back on social media. So I'm posting on my stories like me going to the gym. That's pretty much all I'm posting. I'm not really doing much else like posting me going to the gym. I think I posted on New Year's, that type of thing. And I'm just simply posting like selfies or talking about the gym or whatever the case may be. Well, I'm noticing you guys that she's always on my list on my stories of people who's viewing my stories, but she has not responded to my December 19th DM on Instagram. And I'm thinking like, hmm, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt just because I know she's in another country. Maybe she can't send DMs anymore. How does that make sense though? You were able to send me DMs in October and November. You were able to reply back to my stories when I was like going on the road trip with my family. So I don't understand how a month ago you were able to send me a direct message and now you can't send it back to me. Now you can't respond to my direct messages. And I'm thinking there's no way that she could have taken it personal that I took an Instagram break because 
yeah, you're overseas and I would love to be able to openly communicate with you at any point in time. But if I'm having like a mental health situation, like a mental breakdown, well, sis, like I get it. Like, but I gotta, I gotta do me first. I gotta protect my peace first and protecting my peace sometimes means deleting Instagram and all my other friends know that, you know what I mean? So I, I don't see how she could have gotten upset with that, but this is me kind of like rationalizing, like why wouldn't she be responding to my messages? So like I said, December 19th comes and goes, I'm posting on my stories and I'm seeing her on my list. Well, I think I reached out to her again. I wanna say this was in February. And I said like, hey girl, like, okay, actually I lied you guys. So I downloaded the WhatsApp in December. I found her on WhatsApp, real easy, she's there, her number's there. I said, I was like, friend, like really long. And I waited for her to respond. Like within a couple of minutes, it said she saw the message. And I was like, okay, she'll probably respond at some point. I'm thinking she's at work because obviously I sent this at night. It was morning where she was. So I was like, okay, she's probably working. Maybe she saw the message and she'll respond later. The whole day goes by nothing but I still can see that she saw my message but the whole day goes by she doesn't respond I think I I kept it a couple of days just to give her an opportunity to respond she never responded I said okay well screw it I'm gonna delete this app off my phone because that's taking up more storage and I'm only getting this app for you so I deleted the app whatever you didn't respond okay whatever I don't know what that means but okay January, February comes and goes. She never responded to the DM from December 19th. She never responded to the WhatsApp. And if she has responded since then, I deleted it. So I don't even know. So then in February, I decide, okay, I'm gonna reach out to her a second time. Hey girl, like, I, I just wanna know, like, why are you MIA? Like, just being funny, like, like not trying to create a scene. Like, why are you so MIA, sis? Like, what's going on? Nothing, didn't hear nothing from her, but I'm still seeing her on my stories. She's looking at my stories, but she's not responding to any of my messages. So I was like, okay, I'm going to block her from looking at my stories because now it's starting to personally bother me that I can see you looking at my stories, but you're not responding to my messages. And at this point I'm asking you, are you okay? Like I can't even get a simple like, yeah, girl, like I'm fine. I'm going through something. So I haven't really been able to get back to you. Like anything, nothing. I guess I would have given her more of the benefit of the doubt if I had been sending her DMs and she wasn't on Instagram. That's completely different because that would be like my situation. Okay, if you would have took a break, like girl, like I'm not tripping off that, but you're on Instagram and you're looking at my stories, you're liking other people's stuff, but you can't even do me the common courtesy and let me know if you're okay. Are we good? What the hell is going on? So I blocked her from my stories because now I won't see her on my list and I won't feel some type of way. And so blocked her from my stories, you know, Instagram does it to where you can block them from your stories, but they don't know about it. So I was like, okay, cool. Blocked her from my stories. Then February comes and goes, still no reply. And at this point now, I don't know if she's on Instagram or not because she's not, she's blocked from my stories. So I was like, okay, couple of weeks. I want to say this is like two and a half weeks ago. It's March. I'm like, okay. I'm gonna reach out to her one more time. Third time's a charm, right? I'm gonna reach out to her. Hey girl, what's going on? I kind of get to the feeling that you're ignoring me because I sent you several DMs. I sent you a message on WhatsApp and you know, you're not responding, but I've been noticing you were looking at my story. So I'm just trying to figure out like, are you okay? Are we good? Like what's going on? No reply. Mind you guys, this was two and a half weeks ago. It's almost April no reply. She can't look at my story. She's blocked from my stories. I don't know what the heck is going on. I was like, okay. So I decided, you know what? I'll just, I'll just remove her from my Instagram because at this point I can't really think of any possible excuse that she would have as to be ignoring me since December 19th, y'all. This is a person that I kept their stuff. I took them to the airport. Me and my mom kept her car. I drove to her house when she was in a crisis with her relationship. I'm giving her advice over the phone when it comes to these dudes. You know, like, I mean, loved her like she was a part of my family, seriously. Like, I don't understand always looking out for her when we're going out. And I'm not saying she didn't do the same with me, but I'm saying always looking out for her, making sure like, she's good, that type of thing. And this is how I get repaid. You basically went ghost on me. I'm thinking, 
okay like so now I'm trying to figure out what exactly did I do wrong like I told you guys the only thing that I can think of is the fact that it took me two months to download the whatsapp okay I'll take fault at that but I eventually downloaded it like can you really be mad at me for that like come on especially if you have access to dms it's not like if you would have actually sent me a dm and I was on instagram that I wouldn't have responded so yeah I ended up telling my mom this story I told my aunt and my aunt was like, man, this story just keeps getting worse and worse. The more you tell me all the things that you did for her, the more it just makes me feel so bad that this even happened in the first place. But she was just like, mark my words, she will be back. And when something happens in her life, she's going to reach out to you. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't even think that that's the case. I don't even know. And honestly, I don't care anymore. I mean, I care, obviously, because I'm just, I'm still like emotional about the situation, but I don't care because what else can I do, you guys? Like, what else can I do to rectify the situation? I don't think I did anything wrong. And then I think if I did do something wrong, we're grown. So wouldn't she just tell me that? But I feel like a lot of people have this mindset now where it's like, I don't need to tell grown people what they do wrong because grown people are always aware of what they do wrong. And I do agree with that. But I feel like if it's a person that you consider to be a close friend of yours, then I feel like, okay, shouldn't you at least, if you want to maintain the relationship, like if you want to keep the relationship, wouldn't you reach out to them? Like I told you guys, like with me and my other best friends, like if, if one of us does something wrong, I guarantee you we're going to have that conversation because I'm not, it's not worth losing a friendship over, over some dumb argument or some dumb misunderstanding. You know what I mean? Like, me and my other best friend, we kind of had like a misunderstanding like a month ago. And, you know, I didn't handle it the best way, but we were able to work it out and figure out how to proceed forward with the with the conversation or whatever. So, I mean, it's not worth it to me to be mad at somebody and drop them, especially these girls. I've been friends with them since high school. My other friend, I've been friends with her since we were like 12 or 11. I'm not about to drop those types of friendships when everything else adds up and if we just have a simple misunderstanding or a falling out I'm just not willing to put those relationships in the balance but I think if you don't care about the relationship if you don't really give a crap if that relationship doesn't you know amount to anything then maybe you don't feel the need to let that person know how they hurt you or what they did wrong to you and maybe that's where she is I mean I'm just these are just the hypotheticals you guys because I don't know, somebody tell me after listening to this story if they think I did something wrong. And obviously I did spare you guys some of the details about her personal business because it's not my job to tell her personal business. I'm not in the business of airing out her dirty laundry. So I just kept it at the basics. But yeah, I mean, that's really the full scope of the story. And so at this point, I've pretty much accepted that I lost a friend. You know, I'm coming to terms with it. I'm, I'm dealing with the coming to terms with it. And where I believe I got my karma and I realized it took me like 55 minutes to get to the, the thing that I mentioned like at the top of the episode. But y'all know that I like to talk and I had to give y'all the backstory. But my karma in all of this was when I went to Florida and I was a junior, this is something I told you guys a couple of episodes ago. When I moved to Florida, I actually had a childhood friend that I met in the fourth grade in Augusta, Georgia. We were really close friends. I mean, ride or die, been friends with her since we were nine and we stopped being friends at 17. So that was a long relationship that I kept up long distance. But every time, you know, I would go to South Carolina or Georgia, I would always make sure that my mom or my dad let me spend some time with her. If I was ever in the area, I always went to visit her. And my family liked her, so it was no issue. Like the, we had a great relationship, no issues, always went to visit her, always kept in contact with her. But when I moved to Florida, I kind of really didn't even want to talk to anybody. I kind of felt like, like I told you guys, I didn't want to live in Florida. I felt unsafe. So I kind of was dealing with the repercussions of that. And that allowed me to stop wanting to communicate with her and it's not because I disliked her or, or that we had a falling out I just 
didn't know really I didn't want to talk to anybody like I, I didn't want to talk to anybody and she was always like blowing up my phone like a friend would calling me texting me and I would always be like I don't want to talk right now I don't want to talk right now and I kept doing that and it's not like it went on for months but it just went on long enough to the point where I guess she no longer felt valued as my friend because all I did was ignore her and not want to talk to her instead of me this is where I went wrong and why I felt like I got my karma here is because I could have actually sat and told her what I was going through and maybe she would have understood maybe she wouldn't have but I never had this conversation with her because I never had this conversation with her she's wondering just like I am well what did I do wrong I didn't do anything to you like I'm reaching out to you as your friend and here you are leaving me on red you're not calling me back you're not telling me what's going on you're just telling me you don't want to talk you don't feel like talking I'm not I don't think I ever went in detail as to the reasons why I didn't want to talk to her until we had our falling out and you know she's just like you know I don't understand like why you never told me anything like you just basically ignored me for months and I was kind of defensive because I was thinking like a part of me feels like there's two sides to this story. I do think I was wrong because if that's somebody that I considered my friend, somebody that I considered like a lifelong friend, somebody that I cared about, then I felt like I could have done the common courtesy thing and let her know like, hey, I'm just a little depressed right now. I don't really know how to get out of it. I'm struggling. I do care about you. I appreciate you for reaching out. You know, I do want to catch up at some point, but I just don't have the mental bandwidth to be able to communicate with you right now. And I hope you understand, but I love you. I care about you, that type of thing. I didn't have the wherewithals at 17 to know that I needed to do that. Like I didn't know how to do that. You know, like I didn't know that. I mean, obviously I knew I could have done that, but I wasn't thinking about salvaging that relationship. I was thinking about the fact that I was afraid to go to bed in my own room at 17 years old. And she didn't know that. But then that was my fault because I never communicated that to her. And she was just so pissed off at me, you guys, that she just said, like, I don't want to be friends anymore. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And at that point, I guess I didn't care. Like, I didn't care. And a part of the reason why I didn't care is because I felt like this girl that I, I had known since I was nine, she lived in the same location, grew up in the same house, went to the same schools, knew all of the same kids from when she started kindergarten. You know, she knew all of these things. She had a familiarity with her location, with the state that she was living in. Her parents still lived together. She had both her mom and her dad. She had this cookie cutter life. I'm not saying that she didn't have problems, you guys, but on paper, she had a cookie cutter life. You don't know what it's like to be a military brat to have to move around every two to three years and give up your whole life and your friends that you worked hard to build friendships with. You don't know what it's like if your your mom lives to in a, moves to another state and you have to live in a house that you don't feel safe living in. You don't know what it's like to have your mom marry a man that you think is the best thing since sliced bread who up and leaves you and abandons you with no questions asked and doesn't give a shit about you. You don't know anything because your life is so easy so simple everything is handed to you everything is just on a silver platter everything is just there for you sis so how in the hell can you sit here and try to relate to me when you've never had to do any of the things that I had to do by the age of 17 I had moved to several different locations by the age of 17 and you didn't do any of that so who are you to tell me that I'm a bad friend because I didn't communicate that to you? That's how I felt, you guys. To a degree, I still believe that everything that I'm saying is valid. I do believe that I could have handled it differently. I think I could have just sat her down and been like, hey, like I told you guys, I love you. I care about you, but I don't have the mental capacity to try to maintain this relationship. I hope it withstands the test of time, but right now I need to figure out my own shit. I need to figure out how to deal with my life because my life is in shambles and I know your life isn't. So I need you to, I don't know, send up prayers. I don't know, sis, but I, I can't be there for you right now. I can't, I can't be a friend to you because I don't even know how to be there for myself. I gotta get my life together. I gotta make sure I'm gonna graduate on time. I gotta make sure I do all my homework. I gotta make sure of all this stuff. And here you are still living in Augusta, Georgia in the same freaking place that you grew up in, child, with the same friends, with the same parents, with the same house. 
the same parents, same house, you guys. Never in a day had to struggle when it comes to the things that I had to go through. But yet I'm in the wrong because I didn't know at 17 how to tell you that I'm struggling and I need help. I didn't know how to do that. And what happened, you guys? I lost a great friend in the process and I'm getting like super emotional because I feel like there have been times where I've thought like, oh, I should reach out to her. You know, I should see how she's doing. And, you know, I've looked on Facebook and I've actually, you know, seen how she's doing. I never reached out to her personally because I don't even know how to like start that conversation. Like, how do I start that conversation? Could have just been as simple as what I just said right now. But, you know, sometimes I think that some friendships are not mendable. They're not repairable. Too much time has passed. I mean, we're talking about 10 years almost. I'll be 27 next month. 10 years since me and this girl have let alone said a word to each other. When she said she was done with me and she didn't ever want to talk to me again, sis meant that. And I didn't give a crap enough to deal with it because I had my own stuff. Had this been now? Had this happened when we were 27? Well, yeah. Well, now I know that I can go tell my friends I don't have the mental bandwidth to communicate with them on a daily basis. Now I know how to have those conversations. I have gone to therapy since that conversation when I was 17. Had never went to therapy a day in my life. I don't know. I don't know what the heck to do. So yeah, you guys, I think that whole situation that happened when I lived in Florida almost honestly mirrors this same situation. Sis moved out the country, was communicating with me for a little bit. Noticed I didn't reply back. I took a mental health break. I come back, it's like sis never knew me. And that's kind of where we are now. And, you know, I removed her from my Instagram. And I think that that's the end of our friendship. I don't possibly know what she could tell me that would make me feel like her not responding to me is warranted. But I don't know. I don't know, y'all. So, yeah, we're not friends anymore. That's the way I'm looking at it, at least. And it would be funny if, like, all of this was, like, a big misunderstanding. But at this point, I've come to the realization it it couldn't be a big misunderstanding. Because you're looking at my Instagram story, so why aren't you responding to all my other messages? I don't know. So, yeah, you guys, I think karma is a real thing. I think that, um... When you are going through things, if you care to mend the relationship, if you care to work on the relationship, I definitely think you should speak up. I don't think you should ignore people, but sometimes, sometimes, even though you know that, it can be hard to want to communicate with people when you're going through things. And I do wish her well. I don't have any bad blood towards her. I had to unfollow her on Instagram for my own personal reasons because it's like I don't want to have to constantly remind myself that that relationship is no longer a thing so I that's how I approach when relationships end you're you're getting deleted out of my life like everything your number I mean I actually haven't deleted her number but you know I'm deleting everything I'm deleting pictures I'm deleting Instagram if you gave me anything I'm throwing it away like I go to the extremes you guys once I'm done I'm done and there's no coming back Even if you do come back, I probably still got rid of all your shit. Like, I'm just not, I'm very like, once it's over, I got to get rid of everything that reminds me of that person because I don't want to be constantly reminded of a person that I thought was going to be a bridesmaid at my wedding just literally ghosted me. And I guess the difference between this situation and the situation when I was a child is because we're not children. We're not children and we know how to communicate when things are going awry. We know how to voice our concerns with each other. She knows she could come to me about anything and I feel like I felt the same way. But like I said, we had never really gone through any serious challenges in our friendship that would have made me think a mil- in a million years that this was even going to happen because I don't, you, you don't know if your relationship is going to stand the test of time until you actually have to go through some shit. I know that my relationships that I have right now are going to stand the test of the time because we've gone through some real true shit and we came out of it because we both wanted to because we both put in the work. I can't be working on myself and then my friends and I doing none of the work because that's not going to work out. Both parties have to be putting in the work. Takes two to tango. Takes two to tango. Yeah, I hope you guys took something away from this story. You know, karma is a real thing and... You should be vocal about the things that you're going through. You should be transparent with the people in your life that you love and care about. 
Sometimes things become a simple misunderstanding because people are not communicating and communication is truly key when it comes to any relationship. So that's kind of what I learned from all of this. Communication is key. Sometimes people are not always going to be in your life forever. And yes, it is sad. It would be easy for me to say that I don't give a crap, but it is sad. But I think it's also easier in this case because sis is like thousands of miles away from me. So it's like it's out of sight, out of mind. So I don't have to sit here and cry about it. Maybe if she still lived down the street and something like this happened, maybe it would be a different story. But I personally believe that if sis was still here, I would have personally drove up to her house and been like, child, what's going on? And then if she didn't want to see me, then that would have been a whole nother conversation. But I at least would have put forth some effort if she still lived here to make sure that we were good, she was okay. But if she's not here, I don't have an address. I can't contact you with your regular phone number. I can't get a hold of you on Instagram. You're not responding to me on WhatsApp. Well, you've left me no choice at this point, sis. So that was a story, you guys. Um, this week, I'm actually not gonna do product of the week. I'm gonna take a break from product of the week and hopefully come back stronger with either a new segment on the podcast or I don't know, a fresh set of products for you guys. So sorry if you guys truly like product of the week, but I need to think of if we're going to continue doing that or if we're going to start a new segment. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, appreciate you guys for listening to my shenanigans every week. I did forget to say you guys that today is episode 10 of the podcast. I've officially been doing this podcast for two months. So I'm really proud that I've been consistent. Every Monday, you guys have been getting an episode. Um, I really try to make sure it's every Monday. I don't wanna skip any episodes. I wanna be consistent. And I appreciate you guys rocking with me. Hopefully it's just only up from here. Of course, you guys know that you can follow the podcast at off the dome podcast underscore on Instagram. Share your thoughts of this episode with me in the comments. Share the episode with anybody who you think may be interested in my story times and the stuff that I talk about each week. I appreciate you guys again for listening. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and probably wherever else you listen to your podcasts. I will talk to you guys next week. Love y'all.